You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. Service delivery watch on the Morning Bliss. We are now joined by Sbuzi Kote, president of Abahlali Basem Chondolo Movement uh, South Africa. And uh, Sbu is going to be be taking us through the very devastating incident that happened uh, earlier this week where a raging fire tore through uh, Kennedy Road informal settlement in KwaZulu-Natal in Durban and uh, left a lot of people homeless, left a lot of people without a place to call home. Thank you very much for joining us. We don't speak under good terms this morning because uh, people in this cold weather, I know it's drizzling in case at end right now, are out in the cold. Very, very good morning to you and to your listeners and for having me. Sbu Gunzim for Abasalbasam Jondol. It's a tough time. I'd like you to tell us what exactly happened in uh, the Kennedy Road informal settlement. Well, um, on the Sunday um, in morning, um, around 1 a.m., um, there was a fire that broke out. Um, Living um, at least about 1,600 families, uh, meaning that more than 3,000 um, people have been left homeless and they have lost all their belongings, um, given that the fire. We're having a challenge with uh, the lines. Uh, nothing unusual. <laughs> I think we've come become accustomed to it as South Africans. Um, network connectivity is an issue due to load shedding. We'll try getting hold of Sbu Zigote. If you um, are part of the residents of the Kennedy Road informal settlement or you observed this particular fire outbreak and the devastation of it, please uh, do contact us and share the experience. But we also do need to to hear how we as A-teamers, as South Africans, as uh, listeners of SAFM, can come together and pull together our resources to help this community. So if you've got any help or you are able to uh, go to this community and alleviate some of uh, the plights they are facing when it comes to homelessness or not having clothes, their official documentation and anything that you can imagine they could have lost if you can assist please also contact us uh, whatsapp number 0614104107 or even call in on 0860002032 Spoo is back on the line Spoo Oh yes, a very good morning, morning to you. I'm sorry for the network uh, I was just saying that the fire um, started at the early hours, uh, around 1 a.m. in the morning uh, on Sunday, um, leaving um, at least uh, about 1,600 uh, families, meaning more than 3,000 people were left homeless, um, given that the fire took place while many people were asleep, but also given that there was no road access for fire um vehicles um, to have access uh, to the settlement to be able to deal with the shell fire. People have lost everything. 
um, including um, the belongings, including documentations that are very important for them to make any move uh, into their lives. So it's very devastating situation, uh, but also that one life at least was lost during the shark fire. For us, it's very painful. It is inexplainable, you know, to leave your rural village, go into a city like that, and in search for jobs and better life, and the only return to your home, and you are ashes. So a lot of people have gone to cities, and when they have to return their homes, they are now in ashes. Uh, these are some of the experiences we have been um, witnessing over the last 20 years, and it's very devastating. So what caused this particular fire? Has it been investigated? Um, well, we are told that there were two friends that were really arguing, um, you know, after you know, drinking alcohol, uh, which is really sad. And um, one of them, uh, we are told that, uh, was stabbed. Mm-hmm. And in revenge, um, the other one was set alight um, while um, the other um, perpetrator was asleep. So this is very sad. But I must also say that although that unfortunate um, situation happened, but the material conditions uh, that people are subjected to um, is a main subject that Abakali has been, you know, advocating and warning for a very long time that life in the informal settlement is, is is deadly. So it should not be normalized. People should not be allowed to live under those circumstances, and it's very inhumane. So for us, it's not just the fire that was devastating. The day-to-day living conditions of human beings are devastating. So it's not just one event that led to this fire. But on a daily basis, people have to live like this. And they die in many ways um, through these living conditions. And these are systemic um, conditions in which our authorities, policymakers, government, politicians have allowed this to happen. And it should not be accepted at any cost. No one should be allowed to be living like this. No parents should be losing their children as a result of fires that can easily be avoided. Now, I've got a message here from Tsepiso Mutlame in uh, Rustenburg. Tsepiso says, Good morning, Patricia and SAFM listeners. I want to chip in on the issue of this informal settlement. It's painful to see black people still live in such conditions, yet we say democracy. While the politicians live luxurious lifestyles. So uh, I I hear what our A-teamer Tsepiso is saying, you know, that with the wake of democracy, we thought we would see an end to uh, the, the, the the racial divide that poverty or lack has. But our Gini coefficient proves otherwise. South Africa is clearly um, unequal, and hence we've got such issues. As Abatlalibasam John Dorlos, how are you addressing the issue of um, what lack of planning, lack of services, um, lack of infrastructure with uh, local municipalities. 
Well, Patricia and the listeners, as you would all be aware, that uh, for a very long time, Abasali has stood up very firm and courageously so um, to face and address these issues through a number of interventions. Of course, one of them has been to organize shared dwellers, has been to educate ourselves around these issues and around the constitution of the Republic of South Africa, particularly Section 26 of the Constitution in terms of guaranteeing the right to housing. And uh, we've been advocating um, for the rapid release of land so that people cannot be squeezed like this in their own country. So we find it very um, disgrace um, for, you know, black people to be living like this in their own country of death. And we've been um, engaging the municipalities provincial government and, and the national government, all the departments at all level, you know, to hear our plights and also suggesting some of the solutions. Um, so all of these have not just fallen on deaf ears, but it has went to the extent of um, paying a high price for raising such issues to a point that, as many South Africans are aware, that are basically under attack for raising such issues. Um, we are now being assassinated. Um, we are being silenced. We've done all we, 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 we could, uh, including taking government to courts, um, protesting peacefully so, um, and, and, and um, the situation remains. In fact, it's, it's getting worse. And that's the unfortunate part um, that you know, um, that people of this country have to live um, under these situations. There's a question for you here, Sbu. It comes from Sbu NV. He says, greetings, Pat and Sbu. I'm checking if uh, the president of Abasali uh, stays in a shack too. What about making sure that shacks are standalones? Otherwise, he's presiding over chaos and thriving Yedwa. So, um, yeah, Sbu, you're the president of Abasali, but John Doll. Oh, yes. uh, well, it's a good question, and because when we are facing with such disaster, people tend to ask questions that may not be relevant. Uh, they become personal. Well, Sbu has lived in Kennedy Road, and Sbu has co-founded this movement while living in Kennedy Road, while not only witnessing the situation that we are talking about today, but experiencing that situation. I have lived in Kennedy Road and did all that the listener is asking. I have been in the forefront providing leadership in making sure that there's road access, that there's refuse collection, that there's um, settlements are electrified, not just in Kennedy Road. Up until in 2009, I was attacked for that. Uh, there was a, an attempt to my life and other leaders in 2009, which then forced me out of Kennedy Road. And we are in this situation for a very reason that those who are trying to bring about social justice are attacked. Abbasali have lost 24 activists just to um, tell the, the listener that I am one of a person that has survived a number of attempts to my life for the work that I do. So I don't think that question is relevant for now. Mm. You know, the, the, the sad part uh, when you narrate the fact that you've lost over 80, um, you know, members of the movement, it, it, it's clear that there is there's a, 
and what some sort of silencing of those who are standing up for the marginalized have you investigated it where where does it come from why are you losing members of the movement and are the police helping you Oh, yes, uh, there has been a number of uh, investigations, but we also know who are killing Abasha. The country knows we are being killed by the African National Congress, uh, the very ruling party, the very same people who are meant to be the custodians of our democracy. As we speak to you, at least three councillors um, 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 of the ANC um, have been, two of them have been convicted of murder of Abashali members. And just last year, one of them um, is also um, in custody and has been arrested for killing, um, uh, you know, one of its own um, councillor. So we are clear who's killing Abashali, and it's, I am aware that I'm making very strong allegations. But of course, we are talking about convictions here. It's not a, allegations. So the ANC is killing Abashali uh, in alliance with the police, with the local municipality of Ekhegwini. And evicting us um, illegally and at one point has not been enough for them uh, because we have stood firm. Even the court of law has uh, defended Abakali in many cases. Now, when they fail to use law to evict people and to destroy our movement, then they resorted to violence. Uh, this is the situation we are confronted with. And we are grateful that many South Africans, progressive forces and Democrats, have been in defense of our Bashan. We have received solidarity that is so amazing that we are able to speak and, and talk to them today uh, in the face of a brutal state. And if you are involved in government and killing the people, one wonders who are you going to govern tomorrow. This is the situation we are confronted with. Mm. Oh, I wish we had more time, Sbu, uh, but uh, with the uh, last couple of minutes we've got left, maybe what is your closing comment? Well, my closing comment is to Colon South Africans. This country belongs to you. It does not belong to the politicians. It does not belong to the union building as a building. It belongs to the people. People in Shaft, people in townships, people in urban, people in rural areas. It is your country. Let us take over our country, which has been hijacked by mafias and gangsters who want us to rot in shacks without access to basic services. I am humbled calling for South Africans to aid and provide some support into the Kennedy Road residents who have been left homeless. People are in need of blankets. It's cold. Their need of food, their need of um, school uniform for about 120 kids, their need for um, shelter. Mm. This, this is our humble call to all progressive forces and people whose hearts are with people. How do people get in touch with you? Well, um, people can um, go to our website, Facebook, www.abashari.org. Our office number is 031 304 or abashari.net. Thank you.